Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. There's this thing I feel like at the end of a trail where it's like you're only 0.2 miles from something. Somehow there's relief, but then somehow it feels like the endless staircase. So, you know, I feel like what is that like? like, What does that like psychologically do to you? Because it destroys me. (laughs) I I feel like there's some sort of like mathematical equation that we should, Mm -hmm. you know, like come up with. Yeah exhaustion adds 80% more distance oh, or something true. like that because so I always feel that way. It's, it's um, not it's not a small amount. It's like a, right. an incredibly significant so amount. So is this like, um, are we proving a theorem? Is this the Gaze theorem? Have yes. we like entered into the world of theoretical mathematics? I now? like it. Okay. So it's, so PhD yeah, I come. would say, yeah, like <laughs> actually like if I were to give it a real number, I'd say like 75% more mm-hmm. distance. Oh, yeah. It's like wild. Yeah. When the exhaustion is like high and it's like, oh, okay. Because we've done some things where it literally has been like under a mile is what the sign says with not too much incline. And then it's like, oh, well, just thanks for raking me over the coals trail. Like you took everything I had left. And now I'm a shell of a human being. When we did that accidental long day Mm -hmm. in uh, Yellowstone with Fairy Falls Mm -hmm. and Follies, that's Mm -hmm. the name of that episode, the last mile and a half was the most... And it was flat. Flat and decline. The most excruciating thing I have ever done. Yeah. Because I was so tired and so ready to be done. And it's like, you know, unfortunately, when you hit the wall, like the wall and the end of the trail rarely match up. Oh, yeah. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel, you can open your eyes 
and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the land also known as Grand Teton National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Shoshone Bannock, Eastern Shoshone, and Cheyenne peoples. So let's quickly talk about synchronicities. Yeah. Over this five-week trip that we took in this past summer, the summer of 2021, there were quite a few moments of just total synchronicity. Like unexpected things happening, being able to see people that we didn't expect. And this was one of them. Yeah. On my own personal Instagram, I'm not like, I'm not posting all the time, but I had posted a bunch of photos from Yellowstone. Yeah. And friends of ours who saw my pictures, they texted immediately and they were like, oh, are you in this area? I was like, yeah, but we're moving to Grand Tetons tomorrow. They were like, we're going to be in Grand Tetons on Friday. And so I turned to you. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to be in Grand Tetons on Friday. Yeah, it was kind of like a wild like experience. And they were like, do you want to get dinner? (laughs) And we were like, absolutely. So that was what we were going to do this day after doing this epic hike. Right. Which, to remind you all, was about 13.6 miles. In total. In total, after already doing a very epically long day the day prior. In Um, the, because that's what we do, grueling day followed by other grueling day. Punishment followed by punishment. Because we did want to make the most of our time in Grand Tetons. We were very excited about it. Honestly, if we would have had a third day, we would have done another grueling day, I'm sure. Yep, Um, beat our bodies up. Right. But we knew we would be seeing them later this evening. So, And we weren't really able to go back to where we were staying because it was like almost an hour away. Right. We just had to take everything with us. So we knew we would be hiking this entire 13.6 mile trail Mm And then sort of have to just... Plan for a, a bird bath shower. <laughs> bird bath shower to then go yeah. out to dinner later yeah, this evening. to be clean, presentable humans. But we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did. They ended up actually letting us come to their hotel room yeah, and like... and just freshen wash up a little bit. Yeah. And stuff. But that was that was the coolest. Yeah, it was, it was so, so good to see them. They're the most wonderful humans. Yeah. That being said, this was hours away from where we currently were on our grueling hike up the amphitheater and Surprise Lakes Trail, which was, if you listened to our last episode, grueling. It was grueling. (laughs) We had done already probably like 16 of the 18 switchbacks when we left off in our last episode. We started at the parking area of the Bradley and Taggart Lake trailheads. We were on the Taggart Lake Trail for a little while. Mm. Then we jumped onto the Bradley Lake Trail and that connected us to the Amphitheater Lake Trail, which a lot of people start the Amphitheater Lake Trail from a different place. From their trailhead. And we wanted to be difficult and add more. So, and actually see more of the park. Exactly. Um, So then we started the Amphitheater Lake Trail at the base of the Switchbacks, which the Amphitheater Lake Trail is literally like an incline walk up to the base of 18 Switchbacks. You walk up 18 Switchbacks and you're at Amphitheater Lake. Some people crawl up. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we were feeling at this point. Right. Because we were very, very tired and it was hot. 
the summer was a little bit hotter than expected. The earth is dying. Um, so it was a warm day when we were there. Early morning hours was in very exposed sun. Though sometimes very early morning, it was chilly. Yeah. But then it quickly became yes. very hot. Thankfully, we were close to the top at this point. Um, and even though we were moving slow, and it was slow for me too, um, we had started to kind of come into a little bit more of a wooded area where we were hitting our final switchbacks. We keep seeing people that are coming down the trail, counting the switchbacks on the way down and smiling, and they look like models, and we are silently cursing them <laughs> because oh, I know. we I are just so done at this point. Yeah, Personally, I felt, I said this last episode, that I wanted to just grow wings and just fly back down mm -hmm. to the car because mm -hmm. I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And here we were at 16 yeah. of the 18 switchbacks. Yeah. And I was like, we are almost there. Yep. I said, we've well, got to just rally and like move as slow as you need to mm -hmm. move in order to get there. Right. Just to give you some perspective too, when we started at the base at Bradley and Taggart Lake, we were at about uh, 6,800 feet of elevation and we were basically going up to the 10,000 foot mark, just below about 10,000 feet. So we were gaining about 3,200 feet of elevation in total on this entire trek. We're getting real close to the top there. And as we do, we sort of enter into this foresty glade. One of the switchbacks, I guess, was actually like a horseshoe bend. It didn't feel like a true switchback because it was sort of flat at this point, too. We were really sort of confused about, was that a switchback or was that just like a, a curve in the trail kind of thing? Because we were desperately counting to make sure that we were close to the top. But we do hit this forest glade and we are essentially there or so we think. Or so we think. Right. Then we see a sign. Mm -hmm. that says Amphitheater Lake, 0.2 miles. Right. And... Um, there is a lake to our left at this point. Let me tell you. Yeah. There have been many boys who have broken my heart, <laughs> but that sign broke my heart more than any of them that yeah. have come before. And I knew that it was not going to be a flat walk. No, nor would it be or feel like 0.2 miles. No. Because signs are tricky like that. And after doing 18 switchbacks, it's definitely not going to feel mm -hmm. like 0.2 miles. No, no, it's no, going to no. feel like at least a mile. Yeah. And so it did. Um, the biggest tease was the fact that the lake to our left, there was a lake there, but that was not Amphitheater Lake. It was Surprise Lake, which was equally beautiful. But what we decided was that we cannot stop at this lake first because then we will not pick ourselves up and go the extra 0.2 miles to Amphitheater Lake that we would stop and see Surprise Lake on the way down. And that is what we did. We continued our trudge um, up to Amphitheater Lake, which became... Very rocky at this point on the trail. And these 18 switchbacks were not like a flat kind no. of terrain. They no. were they were a fairly rocky terrain. Mm -hmm. I would say comparatively to the rocky terrain of the switchbacks on Yosemite Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something that you can go like, I'm going to zone out and just look ahead and go for it. It's like I had to keep my eyes on the ground the whole time yeah. to know where my foot was going. Yeah. As we're getting close, we do have to make a scent again on this point two miles. And this is where we're sort of straddling. The trail is sort of straddling in next to a stream that is kind of flowing down from the lake. And as we kind of head our way up, we get very close to the lake and we have to cross the stream at a few points. 
and you don't have to, but you kind of get like a really nice vantage of the lake if you're standing on like a little island in the middle of the stream. Um, that is what we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Run away with me Nothing to another place. <laughs> How can we go far? How can right. we go far? Um, but eventually we do sort of make this last stream crossing and we are at the top of the lake. It is spectacular. It is. It yeah. was one of those things where I was looking at it and I was like, now I have nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Mentioned in the previous episode, there were people going to another spot, Delta Lake. Yeah. And they had said, oh, it's so pretty. It's the prettiest one. Somebody even said it's prettier than Amphitheater Lake, to which I was like, how can we really subjectively compare? Right. There like, were a lot of people that were, the la- you know. lakes and how beautiful they are. I'm They're- like, I'm sure that the Amphitheater Lake is beautiful. So standing here, I was like, this is magnificent. Yeah. You know, it was one of those, the payoff for this hike is seeing one of these spectacular yeah. lakes. Yeah, it's right? totally the terminal sort of like, Point, which is also beautiful, which you don't always get on a hike. And so there was that kind of excitement and joy there. And many of these lakes are glacial lakes. Right. Because they were created from the melting of glaciers long ago. I don't know if Amphitheater Lake was a glacier lake. Mm, yeah. But I feel like there were other lakes in... There are other lakes in Tetons that were... That are glacial mm. in nature, but... Try to say that five times. Glacial fast. in nature. Yeah. No. That's my... um. If I were a nerdy science teacher <laughs> who wanted to um, create like a like a band oh, yeah. to help teach science, mm-hmm. I would call it glacial, glacial by nature. Lake. Oh, yeah. I like that. So, <laughs> um, I do have to say that this lake is much vaster or more vast than Holly Lake. The peaks that surround it are much higher and it just seems like the shore of the lake is there's more of a circumference to the actual lake itself. It's funny learning the science of how the Tetons were formed, Mm -hmm. which we cover in a trail mix episode. We totally hope you listen to because seeing the photographs, going back to these photographs after being there, I really notice how just high and tall and vaulted all of these peaks and all of these mountain formations Mm -hmm. are. And now I sort of know like where all of that came Mm -hmm. from. Are they fold mountains? I can't remember now. No, no, no. What kind of mountains are they? You know this. They're volcanic. No, of course not. No, No. they're dome. No, wrong, (laughs) wrong. Now you're just naming types of mountains. I know. I'm impressed that I remembered all of those. No, they're not fold. They're not. Fold is when like yeah, yeah. two tectonic plates come together, right. like two cars crashing yeah, into each they're other. they're not dome on. because they're not dome volcanic. Is, no, no, no. Volcanic means it no, erupted no, no, no. and then right, dome and then dome was created by volcanic but didn't, activity. Like, volcanic. But didn't erupt. Didn't erupt. I can't remember the last type. No, there's two more types. Oh, I can't remember the last two. Okay, Grand Tetons are fault block mountains. Fault block. There meaning we go. Meaning they were formed at a fault in the earth. Mm. And where one side receded into the earth and the other side shot straight up. Yep. And that's where these mountains mm-hmm. came from. We break all of that down in that trail yes. mix. So the lake itself is beautiful and vast, but we are perfectly content to kind of sit at the head of the lake and go no further. And rest. <laughs> and rest. And we found a very picturesque kind of log that yeah. was just sitting there. And we were like, all right, we're going to sit here. Yep. And, um, and poot. <laughs> poot yep. and just poot stuff and our faces snack. yep he's saying poot not poop because yeah. we know 
not to do if that. If we on needed to do that, how we would do that, we no. wouldn't do it up here. No, we are just enjoying the shade. There are a bunch of people around the lake, not too far on either side. We do have some company that and are that animal friends, animal friends, which tend to happen. I feel like at these were squirrels, points. right? No chipmunks. Oh, they were chipmunks. They were little baby chipmunks who were trying to get our food, right? And we didn't give them our food no. because uh, you don't. We shouldn't do that. Animals. We shouldn't do that. No. Don't feed wild animals ever. No. Even if you think they become it's dependent cute, on it. yep, that's right because that's not good for their health, their ecosystem. No. No. But we have to remember wild animals smell our food and think, oh, listen, look at that awesome food. Yeah. And so they want to try and get they some were of it. They were very close. They had no fear at they that They were moment. just like, uh, there was one perched next to me yeah. while I was sitting on the log. Yeah. It didn't crawl on me. No. Um, even though, you know, like the part of me that wanted to be Snow White in that moment would have mm-hmm. been okay with that. But, yep. and I'm sure had I tried to offer it food, it would have crawled oh, like sure. onto my hand yeah. or onto my leg. No, 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 but no. I was like, we can't do that. They were as brazen as the chipmunks at the top of Angel's Landing. 100%. And they were very brazen. They so were very brazen. We did have some lovely, like, you know, it did feel like a Snow White moment or a Sleeping Beauty. Like, I know you, I met you once upon a dream kind of moment. Um, Oh, yeah. Once Upon a Dream. Yeah. God, I love that song. And that, like, picturesque forest behind them could totally be amphitheater lake. Totally. Um, But this is also bro zone up here. (laughs) (laughs) 1,000%. It was like there were, I'm assuming they were early college, late high school, just some bros hanging out down the lake. And then they, like, traipsed in front of us to hike up. There was, like, a path that went up one of the peaks but it wasn't really marked on the map that we had it sort of looked like it was just a desiree path to get a better vantage down uh, a lookout yes like a lookout point they pass us and they keep going until they disappear in the distance they were very friendly and eventually unlike the bros we went to high school with yeah eventually they look like they're coming down but it's another set of bros that that comes down it's a different group it's just a different brodeo we were like oh so they went up there and transformed and they came back and now they're they've taken a different form they They animorphed into different bros Mm -hmm. it was bros and chipmunks was our experience at the top of amphitheater like yeah and with that let's take our first break Okay, we're playing one letter change. Mm-hmm. Yep, two words. One, one letter's letter different. Shifts, yep. One letter shifts. Into something else. But you gotta get it based on a clue. That's right. We played a lot of this on this trail we this did, day. Because this was like keep our brains sane kind yep. of game. Okay. You ready? Brain sane game. Yeah. <laughs> it is a brain sane game. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Okay. If a breeze were to leave pieces of itself behind, it might be called this. Another way to think about it would be if a breeze were to leave pieces of its skin behind, you might call it this. A breeze. A breeze. Is wind one of the words? Yes. Breezes don't have skins. They don't. <laughs> but if a breeze were to have a skin and leave part of it behind. A wind hind? Oh, so close. Yeah. I was looking for wind rind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I sent you to protect these pumpkin-like objects on my front porch, you would be doing this. I would be a gourd guard. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If I were to make a video of me just taking the skin off of fruit, it might be called a this. So many (laughs) rhymes-based things. Are you hungry? (laughs) Um, Is film one of the words? No. No. Is movie one of the words? No. 
if I were to make a smash cut of a whole bunch of clips. It's montage of words? <laughs> no. And I were to put it on Instagram as a video. A real peel. There yes, we go. Yes, a peel reel. A peel reel. If I fainted and I needed this piece of silverware to bring me back from that faint, it would be this. Oh, um... This piece of stirring silverware. Sterling? Stirring. Oh, stirring. Yeah. Is spoon one of the Mm -hmm. words? Um, I would need my this. Oh, if I fainted? I'm thinking of smelling salts. Mm -mm. I don't know. I'd need my swoon spoon. Your your swoon spoon. (laughs) Bring me back from the depths (laughs) with my spoon swoon. Speaking of pleasure. (laughs) If the um, body of water around a castle decided to make a sound of pleasure, it would be this. A moat moan. That's right. And lastly, if I needed to tie up a pig, I might use this rope-like material that is often used to tie up newspaper. Swine twine. That's right. (laughs) Yes. So it was time. It was time to begin the part of the day that was going to instantly feel a little bit better, which is (laughs) the descent Yeah, Mm -hmm. for some of us. Yeah. Now, famously and consistently, Mm -hmm. I turn on and become alive Mm -hmm. at the descent. descent. That's the opposite for you. This is when the the decline is the thing that declines your energy. It does. Whereas the incline increases your energy. There we go. Look, I see what you did there. Um, but it's the opposite for us. Yes, usually. Right? Yeah. Which is just but like today one person <laughs> emotionally supporting mm-hmm. the other at different moments yeah. of this of the trail. Yeah. Today Rarely are these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aligned. Yes. Except when it's flat the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So we dust ourselves off and we emotionally prepare for <laughs> what we have to basically retrace. Um, I was thrilled yeah i was like i bet we make it back down by three o'clock yeah because it was around noon at this time yeah we started around 7 30 ish 7 30 i think we were a little later than we were the day before yeah and we had already done 6.8 miles up to this point so we had another 6.8 to just descend right so we did make the promise to ourselves to stop at surprise lake on the way down it is a different very different lake from up top it's smaller. There are trees that sort of line it most of the way around. There is a very tall sort of peak that rises, which is sort of like kind of what frames part of Amphitheater Lake. It's sort of that like very dramatic sort of rise to the right when you head down to the lake. It's very beautiful. It's worth going down to as well. You can see it from the trail, but it's nicer to get a closer view. And you can get very, very close to the shore, which I feel like I walked all the way down. And you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good right here at the tree line. Thanks. You do what you need to do. <laughs> right. Because you're I like, do I, I don't want to do that and then have to come back up. <laughs> that right. was your thought process. That is what, yeah. Yeah. So, um, because you know what? Sometimes that's just what you need to do. Sometimes you can look from a distance and still appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. No FOMO. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple here that's at the lake. We talk a little bit about the trek up to Amphitheater Lake and we speak with them really quickly before we head back down. We wind through our first set of switchbacks, which are at the top, includes that one horseshoe switchback, kind of relatively flattish, not completely flat. For that moment. For that moment. And then it's sort of like, decline yeah very quickly mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. 
And this is where you have fully come alive. I have. Yeah. I'm back to myself now mm-hmm. yep. because nothing will take me out of myself more than incline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but decline will give it back. Yeah. And we use this term like cat at midnight because cats are sort of nocturnal. But yeah. anyone who is the cat owner knows like sometimes in the middle of the night, you just hear cats just like running around and scurrying and jumping on everything. And that's what I felt like I was here yeah. now. And I have fully, I'd come alive again too, because I was very tired at this point as well. <laughs> and it just was what it was. Yeah. But I think in my off time, if I did more mm-hmm. of the stare Master. machine mm-hmm. at the gym, if I just made incline more consistently part mm-hmm. of my life, I probably wouldn't necessarily like hate it as much be as, debilitated by it Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. um but i have to want to do that in order to make that a thing and i haven't found Mm -hmm. that in myself yet so (laughs) So (laughs) that's just that that's just that so as we're heading down there are a lot of people that are coming up and i say a lot they're spaced out that are asking us about time and this is such a hard question to answer anytime on a trail especially a pretty arduous trail like this it's like are we close to the top? And you want to be able to give <laughs> like everybody a simple hope. answer like a and hope. hope. <laughs> yeah. But you also want to be accurate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because being that tired on the way up, we've just been those people. Yeah. yeah. So you don't necessarily want to. Like, I do remember that. Like, I forget Yosemite what trail Falls. it was, it was on. Falls. Oh, where that. Where it was like, oh, it's just 15 more minutes. And everybody said oh, that yeah, for a certainly. stretch of like two miles. For, for like just, two hours. You just have to cross the Oh, it's field. just like 20 more minutes. Yeah. It's like, no, it's no, not. It's not. And then Lies. there was that family on Yosemite Falls yeah. who was like, do you think we can make it up in like 15 minutes? And we were like, no, no. it's like another hour and a half up. Yeah. And they just turned around. Yeah. They were like, oh, we don't um, have enough time. <laughs> and here, yeah, you want to give people like a. Accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah. But also. How many factors yeah, are in play here? Totally. Let me count the ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody hikes at a different speed. Everybody's need to stop and take a break is different. Yep. It's true. You know, do you everybody's... have young kids with you? Do you have someone that needs to just like take it all in? That's taking right. photographs. Like what, you know, the nice There's thing a is, lot of factors. Is this trail play. was a little easier because we could say, well, you have two more switchbacks because we're counting on the way down. Which we, I think, started to do. Yeah. Would say it took us this long, right? Yeah. Because there's no objective yeah. answer. No, no, no. But these questions didn't stop. No. They were all the way down, mm-hmm. these switchbacks. As we're walking down these switchbacks, we encounter somebody who looks at me and she's like, oh, Philadelphia. And I was like, what? I'm delirious a little bit at this right. point. And I had I'm a Phillies exhausted. hat with me. That's like an old hat that I've had since I lived in the city. And I thought I'd brought it on the trip. And I was like, oh, am I wearing my Phillies hat? But I wasn't. And she's like, triple bottom. Triple bottom. Because I was wearing a triple bottom brewing t-shirt, mm-hmm. which are our friends Billy and Tasso and triple bottom brewing in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. If you've not checked it out, it's an awesome brewery. It's also like a community centric brewery. It's true. So it's doing really good for the neighborhood and the environment and the environment and like they're so good about all of those sustainable practices also the beer is delicious Delicious. we highly recommend it and then we're talking about this brewery on and on and like i like wearing shirts Mm -hmm. that will spark conversation i like chatting Mm -hmm. with other people and so your bossy shirt is clearly one that always (laughs) strikes conversation it just says boss it just says bossy (laughs) (laughs) It says, actually, it says busy and bossy. <laughs> busy and bossy. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but I was delirious and she had to, she's like, yeah, triple bottom brew. And I was like, oh, right. She mentioned she would 
go there at yeah, least so, once a week for happy hours. Yeah, it was nice to be able to just like, it's always fun when you run into people that are like in the same area or have like a, a similar kind of like background because it was just fun to have this like synchronistic also chat. Also synchronicities. Just having like a, like a few minutes on the trail to be like, oh, that's really cool. What are you doing out here? And just sort of just... That's what I love about hiking is you have those moments with people, even if it's t-shirts, not the thing that sparks yeah. it. It's really nice to be able to have that. And, and I have to say, that's the thing I missed most oh, about yeah. during pandemic yeah. when we like still, still had to be it. masked on trails, <laughs> right. still in it, but like still had to be masked on mm-hmm. trails. You, you don't get those like personal interactions. No. no, you don't. We keep going. Soon we have past the shorter switchback area yes. and now we're back to the longer switchbacks right which and we are hustling hustling yeah. like we're moving yeah way faster and yeah. we're like we're still gonna be there by i remember like there was part of me that was i said first i think we're gonna be there at three and then part of me was like maybe we'll be there by 1 30 oh. which is hilarious lies you tell yourself lies and fallacies i tell myself mm-hmm. so we're making our way down these longer switchbacks, we get to the Delta Lake area. Yes. Or the Delta Lake exit, I'll say. It's sort of like an exit off of the trail. Yeah. There are a ton of people here at this point. Yeah. And it was like a ton of people are just like, oh my God, we're going to Delta Lake. Frothing for Delta Lake. Frothing for Delta Lake. We were like, okay, great. I'm sure it's cute. And like, we did look at photos of it later and it is beautiful. Right. And the thing that I kind of like was annoyed by is that in undoing further research, we could have hiked down from Amphitheater Lake to Delta and then come back this way and did not realize that. We could have. But whatever. Oh, no well. FOMO. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. Things but to do honestly, next time. everybody was, anyone we talked to on the trail, specifically here, was just like jonesing for Delta Lake. Like it was. Hugely jonesing for it. It was Hilariously. wild. H- hilariously. What was funny yeah. was like when we talked to the uh, rancher, mm-hmm. no mention of Delta Lake. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Just to Amphitheater Lake. Yeah. So, and I actually, I'm kind of glad because the time at Amphitheater Lake was quiet, minus the chipmunks and the bros. Uh, I think Delta yeah. would have been just crowded. And so mm-hmm. there was like the beauty and the solitude up there that, yes, it's nice to see people on the trail. It's nice to hike with them. It is so nice to also have that kind of like solitude in nature and be able to take all that in for sure. We continue on our path. We're still seeing people as they're coming up they're asking us how far to the exit to delta lake which like on this switch back immediately we're like oh it's just at the end but as we keep going there are some people who are i think headed up to amphitheater lake who are on switch back like four or five yeah. on the way up who are like are we almost there and we just have to be like no honey i'm so sorry you're not even close no it was like it's like another hour and a half at least yeah and they're just like just souls crushed yeah there's no way around it, though. No, there isn't. No. And we eventually get back to the trail juncture right around switchback five, if you're on your way up, and switchback 13 on the way down for Garnet Lake, which is that turn off there. We were knowing that we were getting much closer. But with that, knowing that we also had very long switchbacks to descend down. And with that, let's take our next break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Naria Soul. First of all, the name Naria. <laughs> yeah, it's a great I'm name. I'm obsessed with this name, Naria. Naria, Naria Soul. Mm-hmm. Naria Soul. Mm-hmm. Who is she? Is she a ghost queen? <laughs> is she like a? Is she like a um, soul train queen? Is she like a? 
is she? What she's is she? She's a solitude queen. She's a solitude mm-hmm. queen. She Interesting. Is. But I do think in that solitude, she's also ghostly. Interesting. She like rides the corpse bride, um, Sally, Tim Burton train real hard. I feel like that's okay. her aesthetic. Hold on, hold on. I now you're talking if you she's a solitude queen, yeah. right? I feel like she could do like a comedy act that mm-hmm. is like making fun of t- the different stereotypes of solitude, mm-hmm. like having a bunch of cats, mm-hmm. being a hoarder, books, being surrounded by books, uh-huh. right? And then like th- the books could open and people could pop out mm-hmm. and like, you know, it could be a stack. It could be, you know, there, yeah. there could be a lot of like, oh, yeah, right. You know, I feel like she might, uh, uh, lip sync to I think we're alone now Oh for sure All by myself mm-hmm. um, I do love That she is Rooted in the theme Of solitude mm-hmm. God She's I love that She's a quiet queen She's a solitude queen <laughs> Right Maybe she even like In my own little corner From Cinderella Maybe she sings that life she, But perhaps. she's changed The words To like Be about her imagination journeys, right? Because mm-hmm. that song from Cinderella is all about, you know, like she's a milkmaid, she's a hunter, she's all these things. Mm-hmm. She can be all these things safely in her own little corner. Mm. And so I imagine that would be a fun rewrite to yeah. do. Yeah, totally. Naria. Yeah, Naria Soul. I don't think she has any merch because she's she's just so, she doesn't want to be involved with people. <laughs> Interesting. You know what I think maybe it is? This would mm-hmm. be really appropriate for her merch. Her merch is just like old props from her acts that she doesn't want anymore. Okay. And you can just buy them and take them. Oh, okay. Right? Like it's just her it's, getting rid con- of she's stuff. She's a consignment queen. She's a con- <laughs> she is a consignment queen. Consignment and solitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hand yep. in hand together forever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's like a leader on the internet for people who want to be left alone and just want like their own space, their own corner of the and world. And it's like they can, they never have a Zoom chat. Mm-hmm. They never like, you know, have any video chats because that's way too much. Instead, it's just sort of like this online platform where they can be like, you know, gat, like they could go and like talk like, well, this is, you know, this is what I did all by myself mm-hmm. this week. And this is what I did. And like find community there if they want. Yeah. Yeah, but or you could just read and be a voyeur, right? So that's Naria. We really went into a lot of places <laughs> with her. So, ladies like and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Naria Soul. We are back in that very, very, very long section of switchbacks now. Kind of like crazily at this point, there are a ton of people hiking up. Like I mean, back to hiking early and often of people because had we all been moving slow, mm-hmm. like it would have just slowed down everybody. Yeah, you know. And we knew at this point we weren't going to be done until the mid afternoon because of just time. What we were able to kind of figure. So these people who were hiking up in this long section were like, "You're going to be like evening in finish. the exposed yeah. heat the whole time." Yeah, and too. it was this was also like the hottest section now um, because we had sort of lost any sort of tree cover here, except for maybe sometimes at the corners where the switchbacks were, but. It It was few and far between. The one thing that I noticed was that it was a ton of very young hikers. Hikers that I'm like, like 11 years old school. Right. Where are your parents? And they also (laughs) also didn't seem like they were prepared. It didn't seem like they had enough water. Let's also talk about something that's happening to both of us right now. Right. old. (laughs) Well, being in our 30s now. Right. Like auto dad happens. Like you see kids. 
who like their parents aren't around and you're like, where is your parent? I, that's me right now. What is, ha- where is your water? Where, why are yep. you wearing this footwear? Like you're yeah. not prepared for this. Auto, why have you auto put yourself, auto dad, mm-hmm. right? It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. This part of me activates. Well, I think it's also <laughs> the educator part of us too. Well, certainly. Yeah, you know, certainly. Where are your, pa- where is your adult? Where um, is, where your grown But ups? it was, it was like, and they were all like, oh, hey, did you guys go to Delta Lake? And we're like, no, we hiked all the way up to amphitheater. They're like, oh, 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 cool. Like how far is the turnoff for Delta? That was everybody's question. How far is the turnoff to Delta? And we're like, we well, got to go up this one and one, two more. And you then got, you're yeah. there, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was seemingly the, the hot ticket and item. And as we were like approaching that... It's f- like a Stefan. The hot ticket item <laughs> in Grand Tetons <laughs> is Delta Lake with Delta Burke. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's exactly Could what you it imagine? is. Mm-hmm. And then um, as we were on that like final first switchback... Mm-hmm. Down. Down. Mm-hmm. There were people asking about the Delta Lake turnoff. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, so you just all you have to do is get to like the tur- like the turn after this switchback and do that five more times." Yeah. and they're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's it's not close. Yes, no. There are also always the there's always the one person that you know. This is going to be me being crotchety. That's hiking with the stereo. Yeah, with their their music real loud. I get you know, it. In like some a bear people have area. to do what they need to do, do. especially in a bear area. I but totally there were so get many that. people around. Like nobody wants. I to I think hear that your you're music. just a little sour <laughs> that people aren't playing the Chicago soundtrack. Yeah, that's it. When it that is happening, mm-hmm. it is despite the heat of the day here. Really nice to be able to see the landscape from a different time of day and a different point because you're basically looking out to your right on the way down is the, depending on which direction you're headed in on the switchback, the entirety of the Teton Valley, you're on the peaks here. So you're getting to see more of the valley, a later valley view. Yeah. Right. Later valley view. Um, Sounds like a planned community. And also when we were going up earlier in the morning, it was a little foggier. And now that has lifted a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of big puffy clouds in the sky and some of them start to look a little dark and it definitely gets a little bit more overcast as we make our way down toward Bradley Lake. This is where the wall has really started to... The wall hit really hard. Yeah. It was like, oh, descent, descent, descent. This is great. And then it was we like... Get off of no. the, we get off of the 18 switchbacks. Yeah. We pass through the trail juncture again mm-hmm. and we head off to now what is the right to head back toward Bradley Lake and Taggart Lake. Yeah. And yeah, this was where things were just trudge through. Yeah. Allure of the descent has worn off. Oh, yeah. Gone. And now... It was just tiring. Tiring. It was just annoying. We're making our way through these dense trees again, back to Bradley Lake. Mm -hmm. And then we finally make it to that footbridge. And there are a bunch of kids with their parents hiking. And they're like, oh, look, a snake. And you're like, nope. That was great. You're like, I didn't done. run on it was that like moment, a, It was like a water snake. Which is not great. No, not great at no. all. No, snakes that are in the water, you know, my mom always says every snake is poisonous, which is not true. Yeah. Every snake is not poisonous. But to her, seeing one, it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm I'm a little bit like, okay, yeah, it's great to like be able to identify mm-hmm. snakes by looking at them and knowing if they're poisonous, but I don't want to be close enough to one for long enough to be able to 
check out its colors to see if it is. Yeah. My fear is now too high. And there's now snakes in the water. My assumption is that they're water moccasins. They're probably not yep. here in the middle of Wyoming, but who knows? That's <laughs> what they were to me at who this knows time. In your brain. We end up taking a break. There's like a little like log bridge, like yeah. after this footbridge. And we sit there for a minute. And I remember I was exhausted. Yeah. And I was just like, I need to take a break. You were like a wreck of a human being. And At I don't this, say that Like lightly. a shell of a person. Yeah. You were seriously. like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired. And I, I'm, this was not like... Um, this was like warranted like exhaustion. And we had originally planned to do like a longer loop, which would have taken us closer to Taggart Lake. But we were just like, no, and we are done. When we were sitting here, I was like, I just have to sit, be dramatic for a minute <laughs> right? and like get some water. Yeah. This is when you were like, all right. I think we should just go back the way we came and not do that longer loop around. It would have been like 3.9 miles versus the two that we had originally. And we were like, we're not doing another two miles essentially. Yeah. So we decided to go the shorter way back, which was the way we came. This is where it starts to rain a little bit too. Yeah. We got a little bit of a, a, like sort of a sun shower, but there was some thunder in the sky too. Um, We're like, "Mm, sucks for anybody going up there now. It did. Not great. Like once we get up this log bridge, this is where we have to make an ascent back up to sort of that shrubby area we started in the morning where we got that Which was epic along view to the side of, the of Taggart Lake. Yeah. So this is also the most tiring, most exhausting. We had felt every feeling we could feel done. The wall had come and gone and you've described this as angry hiking, (laughs) which I think is like a, a new thing we both discovered Mm -hmm. because in this moment we were very quiet. We weren't playing any games. Mm -hmm. We just were like stomping through and trudging back because it's hiking that is required to do after you've hit the wall and you're not close enough to the parking lot. And you have to keep going. And you can't just lay down. You can't just lay down. You have to just keep going. You do. So we're back into this like glady, shrubby, underbrushy area. We turn around and the sky is just like the most dramatic. Beautiful views of the Tetons from this point. And this is also where there are still a ton of people coming out on this trail. But you have to remember this is technically where we're headed is the parking area for the Bradley and Taggart Lake Trail. So this is sort of like a doable loop. Like the time frame that would be like a later afternoon, early, totally. early yeah. afternoon to late afternoon kind of hike. There's a lot of things, a lot of terminal points, yeah. essentially, yeah. at these points that yes. we sort of like yes. went and moved on from. Yes. That a lot of people, I'm sure, hike out to those and come back. Yeah, yeah. We get to the point where we pass the stables as we're hiking back. And in your delirium, you're like, did we oh my god are we going the right way i don't remember these from earlier. wait a minute like, oh is right this, are we right are we going the right like you melted like kind of like emotionally my heart broken. was dying a little bit at the time <laughs> and i was like no no we did we passed these um and we did pass them earlier in the day and at this point i remembered i was like we're close because then we saw the hikers with the moose not yep. long before we hit the stables so we were close we ended up hiking down off that main part of the trail back into that flat gravelly area that dirt that road was area the start again the sky behind us is just like full of drama had fully transformed itself from this very sunny earlier in the day sky to a lot more overcast a lot more dramatic cloud things happening we get back to the car and we literally just like, rip if we could have burned everything, everything <laughs> i think we would have at this point in effigy in effigy because it really was 
just to, to take in everything from us because it was a longer day. Again, we really tried to do. Welcome to the stage, effigy burns. Yeah, we had tried to do like on this trip, like a nine, eight to like a ten mile day, and then do a longer thirteen to fifteen mile day. And this was like two in that eight, that ten to fifteen mile day range, right in a row, back to back. Um, right. After hiking all through Yellowstone, after hiking all and through doing Glacier, basically three grueling days in Yellowstone, after not stopping at all for two straight weeks, essentially. So yeah. we were sort of at a little bit of a okay, we're tired now, we're done. And in this moment, we were done. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's put the descent of this trail on the Cairnstone scale. We did put the ascent. Let's put the descent. Right. So we did say that that was like a 10. We did say it was a 10 out of 10. 20. 20 out of 20 Karen Stones Mm -hmm. on the way up. Yeah. To go all the way from, let's put it all in one. Yeah. All the way from Amphitheater Lake back down to the Taggart Lake parking area. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's a six for me. I'm going to say it's an eight for me. Okay. Especially just the amount of energy that that descent took out of me Hmm. also you know the amount of hiking we had done then and the days before it's like an eight for me so that's 14 out of 20 karen stones great so let's end this episode the way we end all of our full-length episodes with some jeopardy style trivia great all right mike why don't you start us off with your category okay my category is called delta 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 which is an example of an epizuxis, which in literature is a form of repetition in which a word is repeated immediately for emphasis. So in this game, you need to guess the epizuxis, which is common mostly in film, television, or sometimes literature. Which I I'll already have one that yeah, I, I think know you. of yep. that I'm, it's probably here, yep. so I'm just going to not say anything Great. and wait. So for 100, this famous exasperated remark by made by a middle Brady sister. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. But Great. Jan, That's correct. you don't have any friends. Exactly. Jan, did you take my white knee socks? <laughs> For 200. It's school. <laughs> For 200. <laughs> this incantation that Adam, Barbara, and Lydia know as both a summoning and banishing for a mischievous soul. What is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? Correct. For 300. This phrase, made popular by Jerry and Elaine, could equate as fill-in for a long and tedious story or tale. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess this is I like don't such know this common, Seinfeld like, thing. What is yada, yada, yada? Yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For 400, this phrase by a one-name comic strip lady obsessed with confections is a crossover line in an early smash cut on 30 Rock. What is chocolate, chocolate, chocolate? Ack. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just correct. the Kathy cartoon. Which is for Kat, for Kathy. I love the mm-hmm. Kathy cartoon. Mm-hmm. And for 500, the start of the soliloquy in a play by the bard speaks to the futility of life after this character's ambitious wife dies. Okay, it's it's Macbeth, right? It is Macbeth. Do you and know the Yes, I do. Hold Abizuxus? on. I am struggling to remember this right now. And it's also something that Annie might say. 
Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's that. Creeps in this petty pace from day to day. From day to day. To, la- to the last syllable of recorded time. That's mm-hmm. right. There you go. I do love the Scottish place mm-hmm. so much. There you go. And that is Delta, Delta, Delta slash Epizuxus. Great. I had fun with that. Awesome. My category is called the bro zone. <laughs> so in this category, every answer will contain the letters B-R-O. Great. And it will be presented in bro. Cool. So ready for uh, 100. <laughs> bro, all of my gym shorts and gym shirts are from this clothing store that was like popular in the 90s, man. And the logo kind of looks like a rhombus inside of a rhombus. And yeah, I am talking about geometry. A rhombus inside of a rhombus? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like a diamond shape, an equilateral diamond. No, no, no. I, I understand. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, what is umbro? That's right. <laughs> umbro. <laughs> What's umbro? For 200. Bro, I'm going to go to the beach because I want to get a base tan. Have you got a bottle of that stuff that will make me tan a little bit faster? I see guys using it all the time, and I'm like, I got to get me some, bro. What is bro-tan lotion? (laughs) (laughs) No, but we should open that up. What is bronzer? Bronzer. (laughs) Bro-tan lotion. lotion. (laughs) Great. For 300. Bro. These chicks on this TV show are like mad funny, bro. Like they live in New York, they're friends, they go on these wild adventures and they sing songs like, I bike, I bike, I bike. What is Broad City? Correct. <laughs> For 400. Bro, listen, if you're going to put something in the oven, man, it'll, it's only going to take heat from the bottom. If you want to get it all crispy at the top, you got to put it on that other setting, bro. What is broil? <laughs> That's right. And for 500. God, bro I'm oil. so okay with making fun of like um, uh, toxic masculine bro culture. Mm. It's a-okay with me. Bro tan lotion. For- You'd be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody steal it. Yes, for 500. Bro, you won't believe it. Like, this place has got elephants and tigers and lions and penguins. They even got snakes, bro. And it's just a short ride from Manhattan. And, bro, it's free on Wednesdays. We gotta go. Mm -hmm. What is the Bronx Zoo? That's right, bro. (laughs) You got it right. That's right. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to you to remind you to bro early and bro often, and that broing is always out there. <laughs> this has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images of this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. And that's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and available in the Gay Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Splios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs>